How do I love thee? Let me count the ways, begins one of the most famous love poems in the English language, written by Elizabeth Barrett Browning and dedicated to her husband, poet Robert Browning, in about 1846. Sonnet 43 is the penultimate work from her collection of Sonnets from the Portuguese. The name Sonnets from the Portuguese is widely accepted to be thus named after Browning's nickname for his wife, who he called My Little Portuguese. Calcutta-born Rabindranath Tagore was the first non-European to win the Nobel Prize for Literature, which was awarded to him in 1913, quote, because of his profoundly sensitive, fresh and beautiful verse, by which with consummate skill he has made his poetic thought, expressed in his own English words, a part of the literature of the West. Langston Hughes, born in 1901 in Missouri, is particularly known for his insightful portrayals of black life in America from the 20s through the 60s. His engagement with the world of jazz, as well as his enormously important contribution in the artistic life of the Harlem Renaissance. Rick Kearns, poet, freelance writer and musician of Puerto Rican and European background, is based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and was named the Poet Laureate of the City of Harrisburg in 2014. Naomi Shihab Nye is the daughter of a Palestinian refugee and an American of German and Swiss descent. Nye has said that for her, the primary source of poetry has always been local life, random characters met on streets, our own ancestry sifting down to us through small, essential daily tasks. Nye is considered one of the leading female poets of the American Southwest. Here are just some of the poets whose words have inspired music director and conductor of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale and now composer William Payne in his new work entitled Love. Love features settings of poetry about love and human connection. William Payne will be conducting the Susquehanna Valley Chorale in the premiere of Love on Sunday, October the 23rd at 3 p.m. at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. Bill Payne came into the WVIA studio in Lewisburg recently to talk about his new work, Love. When the pandemic forced musicians to reimagine performances, the Susquehanna Valley Chorale provided a connection with the singers, audience members, and supporters. And we did three major virtual performances during COVID. And because of COVID, the board realized it would be a perfect opportunity. And this is when large community choruses like the Susquehanna Valley Chorale couldn't comfortably rehearse or perform. So they decided to give me total freedom to create a major work and graciously granted me a six-month sabbatical with the understanding that I would create a multi-movement work to be premiered by the chorale. So I set about to compose a new multi-movement choral work. The title Love came about because I've always had a fascination with human connection, and we had just lived through the January 6th insurrection. It just seemed appropriate to write about human connection. So it's a choral work, multi-movement, over 60 minutes in length, 
featuring settings of poetry about love and human connection. It's written for a four-part chorus with a lot of divisi, soprano and baritone soloists, and string orchestra. If someone gave me six months to sit down and write a piece, I think I'd sort of sharpen my pencils for three months. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know where to begin. How do you begin? I set about looking at a lot of poetry and texts. And in fact, I asked several colleagues that I knew loved poetry if they could give me some ideas. I also know poets. So that was the first step. The poem that I found that really spoke to me first was Naomi Nye's Kindness. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous poem. It's quite long, but I decided I wanted to set this poem because it really touched me, like nothing I had read up to that point. So I sat down at the piano and started to write. And Fiona, the music just started coming out of me. I don't know where it came from. I had sharpened my pencils. I had my (laughs) manuscript paper there in front of me. And rather than thinking, oh, this is a task that is nearly impossible, I just really, really looked forward to setting texts that would have meaning. It's wonderful when that type of inspiration just happens. Did you know going in that this was going to be love? Yes. I, yeah, I had decided that that would be the main theme. Uh, It was such an angry time. Wasn't it, though? Yeah, and look what, I mean, still. And I, I see these signs around the various towns with the word kindness, be kind. And I, that I relate to that so much. And, and Naomi Nye, the premise of her poem is basically that kindness isn't a random act. It's something that should be a part of our lives every day. So I went through probably 150 pencils. And I have them all saved in a bag because they get down to the stub. I write the old-fashioned way. I write with manuscript paper and pencil. So I rely on an engraver to put it into a form that is readable. But at the same time, I had to make sure that my manuscript was readable to the engraver who puts it into a PDF. So you went from the poem Kindness... And then did the rest flow? Did you have a pile of poetry books by your <laughs> side? Were you making phone calls going, where do I go next? Sure. I, no, I, throughout the process, then colleagues would send me ideas. And the studio where I composed had many poetry books. And so I would spend some time going through those which is where I found the Elizabeth Barrett Browning. I mean, obviously I knew the poem, but it had not come into my thought until I actually saw the poem in front of me. So, yeah, the process took time to find texts that would speak to me. You included some poets who are still living. Yes. I believe you said some of them will be there. You got it. Well, a student of mine, a former student of mine, who sang with me in the Rook Chapel Choir at Bucknell, went on to get his degrees in creative writing. And he lives in Colorado, and he's doing some wonderful work. He's also an artist, uh, paints. 
And so I called him one day and I said, Colin, I would be honored to have one of your poems. And so he sent me several. I didn't like any of them. And so I kept being honest with Colin. And I said, Colin, it's, they're not speaking to me. Can you find something? Well, long story short, I had written one work using a poem without getting permission. Boy, I learned my lesson. I wrote the whole work, the whole movement, using this text. And then when I contacted the estate, they said, in no way can you write Ouch. these words. But I had the music there. Yeah. This happened twice. So I rang up <laughs> Colin, and I said, Colin, I've got this music that I've already written. I'm going to send it to you. Do you think maybe you could write a poem that would fit this music? And lo and behold, he came up with something gorgeous. How absolutely marvelous that it worked the other way, that he listened to the music and found the words. Right, and that doesn't happen. Usually, you know, you need the words to write the music. But from where he was coming, it was just really very wonderful. So I'm welcoming Colin. Uh, He's coming to the performance with his girlfriend. And that's Colin? Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. And then, of course, I've told you about Naomi Nye, Mm -hmm. and she wrote Kindness. Another Bucknell alum that I had not known, because she graduated before I started teaching here, is Virginia Smith. She's very well known. She's written several books, and she sent me a bunch of poems. None of them spoke to me right away, so I wrote back to her and said, Virginia, can you send me some more? And so she did. And this little poem called The Big Dipper totally was it. I just knew it. It has humor. It's about a couple that's sitting on their roof deck and looking at the Big Dipper, and they're drinking champagne. That poem was amazing, and and I had fun, a lot of fun, setting that one. Then the other poet, who is the Poet Laureate of Harrisburg, is Rick Kearns. I know his family, so I had read many of his poems. And there's one in particular that I remembered, and it's called The Meaning of the Visits. His mother was Puerto Rican. His father was a lawyer in Harrisburg, prominent lawyer in Harrisburg, who had met his mother. It was just its a great love story to begin with. And his mother, when they lived in Harrisburg, would take in people who were in transition. They might have been homeless. And she was one of these beautiful women that just brought these people to her house. So the poet, Rick, talks about these visits and what it meant to him as a child in one place he says I couldn't even get to my toy box to play with my toys because we had two bathrooms three bedrooms and we had nine extra people in the house but then the poem switches to when he's older and later in life and he realizes the compassion and the faith and the strength of his mother it's a very poignant poem And I'm thrilled that I could set it. And, of course, Rick will be here, too. I should imagine it's a exciting but slightly daunting (laughs) moment. Sure. When you start rehearsing a piece that you've written, that you've completely embraced. Yes. And then you hear other people interpreting it with their voice. Yes. Although you have control because you're the music director. So you can say, not quite. That's right. And I wrote the work for the Susquehanna Valley Chorale. I know their voices. This must be one of the advantages of working 
with a group for so many years. Yes. How many years has it been? It's been 27. You know them? Totally. So it's for them, and they know it, and for the the SVC Orchestra, because I know those players. We had a picnic in August, and we titled it Love at First Sight. (laughs) (laughs) And we passed out the scores at that picnic. We were in a pavilion here in Lewisburg at the recreation field. And um, after we all ate, we looked at two movements. We had an electronic piano there. And the looks on their faces, I had chills. Because those notes that were on that page were all of a sudden coming alive. And that was amazing. And they got it. They got it, totally. And they do get it. And last night I apologized to them and I said... I know that I'm being a bit intense in rehearsals, <laughs> but I have colleagues coming from California, from Minnesota, from Virginia, colleagues that I just trust their ideas about music and new music particularly. And so I'm I'm anxious to have it be as good as we possibly can. They kind of look at me and they they totally get it. The energy is there, you know, and we talk about that, and that's that connection. Hopefully I connect with them, Mm -hmm. and then somehow magically that connection gets transferred to the audience. And you can see that they love what they're doing, and they know what they're doing, and they are completely trusting of you and you of them. It's it's a remarkable energy. Nothing quite like a live performance. That's right. Because you've got that energy in the room. It's amazing. And who are your soloists? Lynn Eustace is one of my most favorite sopranos. She is a Bucknell alum, sang with me in my early years at Bucknell. She's now at Boston University and sings everywhere still. Actually, when I wrote the soprano solos, I had her voice in mind. And I contacted her early on to tell her that I would like her. And she said, absolutely. We emailed yesterday because I changed the tempo. Or she wanted one of the solos to be a little bit faster. And I said, of course, Lynn. This is in the making, you know. And then the baritone soloist is Daniel Teed, T-E-A-D-T, from Pittsburgh. And he has sung several times with us in the past. It's a high baritone part. And his voice is absolutely perfect for this. And he wrote back to me when I sent him the score the first time, and he just said, oh, Bill, I can't wait to do this with you. So there's that whole mindset, you know. They're coming into it with such a positive attitude, and I appreciate that because there will be give and take in these first rehearsals. And I'm having both of them come to the orchestra rehearsal so they can sing with the orchestra without the choir being there, and we can kind of get used to that. So... One performance only with the premiere on Sunday, October the 23rd at 3 p.m. Yes. At the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. Where will this go after that? Do you know? Oh, Do yeah. you hope? Yes. It's being performed next year, actually in the spring, in April. And without getting into a huge detail, we requested to have a consortium of uh, choirs join this and they would have the opportunity to premiere it after we did before it's published so the oratorial society of minneapolis is singing it next april 
and I've already been in discussion with the conductor. He wants me to come out, do a master class with the Oratorial Society, and to be a part of that. Bucknell University joined the consortium, so I'm hoping it will actually be done by the Bucknell Choirs at some point. Another choral society in Pittsburgh, Susquehanna University Choir, Montclair State University Choral, and I think theirs might be next spring as well. Uh, the Central Virginia Masterworks Chorus, Mansfield University, and a church in Raleigh, North Carolina. But if people want to see the premiere yes, and be part of that energy and part of that first <laughs> performance, they should come out on Sunday, October the 23rd. The performance is at 3 p.m. at Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. I'm really looking forward to it, to have your music come alive with an ensemble like the Susquehanna Valley Chorale. I mean, it's just a gem here in central Pennsylvania. This is a group of singers that come from all walks of life, all professions. They come together on Tuesday nights very faithfully to rehearse. And I'm so grateful for that, that I have this energy and this musical group of people that want to perform this. So, yes, I'm looking forward to sharing it all. Music director William Payne of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale, speaking about his new work, Love, which will premiere on Sunday, October the 23rd at 3 p.m. at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury, featuring soloists soprano Lynn Eustace and baritone Daniel Teed for one performance only, Sunday, October the 23rd at 3 p.m., at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. For tickets, please go to svcmusic.org. Thank you very much to William Payne of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale. And thanks very much to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.